I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 316. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Before we get started today, if you are listening to this episode before April 24th, 2020, then I want to invite my female listeners and ask my male listeners to invite their favorite ladies to attend the Women's Conference at Maple Springs Baptist Church in Logansport, Louisiana, where I will be the keynote speaker in two sessions over a Friday evening and a Saturday morning. You can find a link to the conference on my website at michellenizette.com. The conference theme is The Lord is My Strength and Song, and I can't wait to dive in with everyone. The conference begins the evening of Friday, April 24th, and ends a little afternoon on Saturday, April 25th. Even more exciting is the cost of the conference is covered by the lovely ladies at Maple Springs, so all you'll have is travel and lodging. I recognize that in these uncertain times, uh, you may not want to make travel plans at this time, and they are uh, keeping an eye on this conference date, and as of right now, it is still planned, but stay tuned over the next couple of weeks. That may change, and I know you completely understand that, so, uh, but as of right now, it is still going to happen. We're going to pray that God will um, do a miraculous work uh, with this pandemic and that we can kind of come to the end of um, the spike and all of that. And we'll just see. Uh, So right now, we'll just see. But for right now, it is still scheduled for April 24th. So I hope you can make plans to attend. Now, as I mentioned, we are living in unprecedented times. You know, this episode is releasing on March 23rd, 2020, right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic that is shutting down life as we know it. Uh, I told my husband last week that this is the first time where I know that what I'm talking about is impacting everyone. Like, I never know who's on the other side of this microphone. And while that's still true, the pandemic is worldwide. So I know whether you live in the U.S. and Korea and New Zealand and Canada and Europe and South Africa and the U.K. or any of the other countries and places that I know I have listeners, COVID-19 has impacted you. And there's so much fear and anxiety surrounding this whole situation. And while we are concerned for our own health and the health of those that we love and can't forget those who have died or have loved ones who have died um, with this virus, and, and that's not to mention the financial ramifications personally, locally, around the globe. It's just so complex. And that's why I thought it was appropriate to use Matt Marr's song, Alive and Breathing, to lead us to scripture. It's a song that basically says, if we're still alive and breathing, and if you're listening to this right now, you fit the bill, then we need to be praising the Lord. In fact, before we dive into scripture, let's listen. Dancing and dreaming, it's still good news worth repeating. 
I read a short paragraph where Matt Marr gives a little insight into the story behind this song. He says that sometimes you get frozen and in life, and this song in some ways is a prayer that unfroze me. It was a reminder from God that if you still have breath in your lungs and you're still on this side of heaven, then the best way to move forward is to praise God and Praise is something that we do. We, praise isn't something that we do to avoid our problems. Praise is the way through our problems. I love that. And in that interview, he also mentioned Psalm 150. So I headed over there. Uh, now, we did study Psalm 150 about nine months ago in episode 280. So if you want to check that episode out as well, I'm sure it'll be a great compliment to this week's episode. But I headed over to Psalm 150 again, and I read it all the way through. It's all of six verses. And I jumped to one of my favorite outside resources when it comes to the Psalms. I have The Treasury of David by Charles Spurgeon on my Kindle app. Now, if you choose to purchase the physical copy, it's a seven volume set of the Psalms. And um, but so I like the Kindle version because I can search and it just doesn't take up as much space on my shelf. And it, you know, frankly, was a whole lot less expensive. So um, I I know that I usually tell you to take the bite of referring to an outside resource after you study the scripture for yourself. But since I've already studied this psalm in depth, I'm not really breaking my own rules, am I? (laughs) All right. Now, if you're a new listener and you're wondering what I meant by when I was referring to an outside resource as a bite, uh, well, a bite is an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercise, and my bites are the exercises I use to keep my time in God's Word varied. And as I mentioned, I use the bite of referring to outside resources like commentaries and things like that only after I've studied Scripture for myself. But I just have to share the introduction to this chapter on Psalm 150 um, by Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon writes, We have now reached the last summit of the mountain chain of Psalms. It rises high into the clear azure, and its brow is bathed in the sunlight of the eternal world of worship. It is rapture. The poet prophet is full of inspiration and enthusiasm. He slays not to argue, to teach, to explain, but cries with burning words, praise him, praise him, praise ye the Lord. And if we don't feel this way when we read the psalm, if we don't feel these feelings of rapture, may our prayer be that God would give us this kind of gut deep response uh, that Charles Spurgeon is experiencing and also that the psalmist is experiencing. So have I done it? Have I gotten you up to the edge of your seat waiting for me to read this psalm to you? Let's go ahead and do it. Let's start with verse one. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everywhere, in every way, for who he is and what he does. If we have breath in our lungs, we are to praise the Lord. One bite that I need more of is to slow down. (laughs) 
I'm a good point, what's the next one kind of gal. And I uh, purged and rearranged my bookshelves this weekend. And and, and now there are so many books that I want to read because <laughs> I've touched them and looked at them and said, oh, I need to finish that one. And But sometimes I read them too fast and I move on to the next one. And if and I treat the Bible the same way. And if we can, if we can train ourselves to slow down, God can reveal things in his word we may have missed. So here's another bite that will help you slow down. Write out Psalm 150. That's right. Take a pen or a pencil and a notebook and write it out in your own handwriting. And because it is a short psalm, you might write out the verses on note cards and you might review them this week until you internalize them and commit them to memory. Wouldn't that be amazing? There's only six verses. Um, another bite is to write out the psalm in your own words. So if you've taken the time to slow down and write out this psalm uh, word for word as it's written, and then you could do another bite of writing it out in your own words. Now, I'm not suggesting that you add to scripture here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm suggesting that when you can say it in your own words, then you really have internalized it. You really do understand what it's saying. So I might write in my own words, praise the Lord, praise God in church or on my couch while I watch my church on Facebook Live. (laughs) Praise him in the highest place and in my lowest low. Praise him for everything he does, like the knowledge he's revealed to man that my kids can continue school from home and I can continue my job remotely as well. Praise God according to his excellent greatness that doesn't change when my circumstances do. Praise him with a guitar, plucking a violin, strumming a ukulele, shaking a shaker, tapping a xylophone, bopping a drum. Praise him with castanets, cluster bells, rhythm sticks, tambourine, dance, and my voice. I'm breathing today, Lord. I have breath and I will praise you with it. Praise the Lord. Now, you might be wondering why I chose the instruments I did to put in my version that I wrote out. Well, I found this great version of Alive and Breathing on YouTube performed with Sunday School instruments. I've gone ahead and put it in the show notes for your viewing pleasure. You can head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 316 to check it out. You won't be sorry. It's wonderful. But anyway, back to the bite of writing it out in your own words. You can see how easy it is to do, especially if you start with a small psalm or a small section of scripture like this. But there's another psalm that I want to explore real quick, and I was inspired to to head over there by the lyrics, Joy Still Comes in the Morning. You heard that when we played the chorus a little bit earlier. And Psalm 35, uh, Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. And so that is why I chose to look over at Psalm 30. And if I read this verse in its immediate context, I see in verse four that it says, sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Or in Hebrew, it says it is, uh, it's give thanks to the memorial of his holiness. I love that. For his anger is but for a moment and his favor in his favor is life. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Now, we are to sing praises to the Lord, and we are to give thanks to the memorial of his holiness. In his holiness, he is angry at our sin. Of course he is, but his anger does not tarry, and our weeping does not tarry. It doesn't stick around. In his favor is life, and what great favor he has shown to us, uh, in that he sent his only son the bright and morning star himself to dispel the darkness of night 
and our weeping and bring us joy. Now, Jesus himself calls uh, himself the bright and morning star in Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. It says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. And then in 1 Peter, we read this. And I'm going to go ahead and read the context of the point I'm trying to make because the whole context is so good. But in verse 16 of 1 Peter chapter 1, it says, We did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, and we were with him on the holy mountain. He's talking about the Mount of Transfiguration, and you can read about that in the Gospels. And we have, verse 19, we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention. This is God's word, the prophetic word, God's word, as a lamp, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns. And the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is such an important part of Scripture to um, really talk about the infallibility of Scripture and that God is the author of all Scripture. And of course, we could go off and talk about that a little bit. But what I really want to point out kind of comes um, in verse 19. Did you see it? The day is dawning and the morning star, Jesus, is rising in our hearts. Joy comes in the morning and the morning is brought to you by Jesus Christ. And as I was reading this section of scripture, I actually had a question about what it meant. And I wanted to try a new resource offered by Ligonier Ministries, and that is a trusted source for me. Uh, This new resource is called Ask Ligonier, and it can be found at ask.ligonier.org, or I'll go ahead and link to it in the show notes as well. And when you're, you can actually chat with someone and ask your questions. How amazing is this, especially in a time when a lot of us are isolated and we may have questions and may not be able to um, chat with our pastors and things like that. And so you can ask your question right there online and they will chat with you. And then when you're done with the chat, you can even choose the option to have them email you the transcript of your conversation, which is so great. So you could keep it, print it out and put it in your notes or whatever. So I ask, what does until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts mean in First Peter chapter 1? And again, it was a live chat box, and here was their response. Well, David M.'s response. He was my the guy that I was chatting with. And it says, I believe you are referring to 2 Peter 1.19. The morning star probably alludes to Numbers 24.17, a passage that is interpreted messianically. Um, and he uh, says Revelation 2.28 and Revelation 22.16. 22.16 is right where we just read, right? When Jesus calls himself the bright and morning star. If so, the symbol, this is back to David's chat. If so, the symbol refers to Christ in his second coming. Rises in your hearts is a difficult phrase since day dawns and morning star apparently refer to the second coming of Christ, an external event. You know, so he he, he acknowledges that it's, yeah, it can be a little confusing, right? It says Peter probably refers to the effect 
on believers of the full revelation that will accompany Christ's return. His readers must pay attention to the sure prophetic word until the day when that word will be superseded by the full revelation to come. And then I asked a follow-up question. Well, then what does the contrast of a lamp shining in a dark place refer to? And he um, reaffirmed the lamp shining in a dark place refers to the prophetic word until we have direct communication and communication with God at Christ's return. And so there's this beautiful, uh, there you have it. You know, the thing that I so desperately want you to interact with, God's holy word is a lamp shining in a dark place. But our true hope and joy is in the bright and morning star himself who promises to return. And we've talked about um, really trying to keep our perspective as we're dealing with the here and now. Always know that we have that hope of eternity in the future. And this is no difference. Uh, So I believe that like any evening, this time of uncertainty will pass and joy will come in the morning. But we know that one day the day will dawn. And the bright morning star will return and morning shall cease forever. And this is cause for rejoicing. Just like David in verse 11 of Psalm chapter 30, it says, You've turned for me my morning into dancing. You've loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. We're taking off our funeral clothes. We're putting on a garment of gladness and praise. So what's next? Well, I hope that you will take some time, some really intentional time this week to sing your praises and not be silent. If you are still alive and breathing, praise the Lord, knowing that joy comes in the morning. Write out Psalm 150, then write it out in your own words. Study Psalm 30 and meditate on the glory of our bright and morning star, Jesus Christ. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat. My public Facebook page is Michelle L. Nizat, And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Carl from North Carolina, Anjanette from North Dakota, and Becky from Alabama. Welcome. And new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites. These um, are the, again, I use these bites every week on the podcast. And so I've uh, assembled this really great resource. It's a great place to start of my top five bites. And subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can print it out. You will get an email recap of the week's episode and you get extra, uh, you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Well, this really encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Pink Tink 7, who writes, this podcast was way more than what I expected. I continue to seek the Lord daily, and I hear him speaking in songs especially. I love how you dig so deep into the word. That is what I needed. Guidance on how to do this. Thank you. God bless you today and in the future world, whatever that may look like. 
I hear that. So thank you so much for this review. And I am so encouraged that you are receiving the guidance that you need to interact with God's word for yourself. I truly believe you can do it. And of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website, michellekneesat.com. You can listen through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using I Know by Big Daddy Weave to lead us to scripture. And if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 316. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Just click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.